Welcome to Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. Join me for a bi-weekly discussion on topics most relevant to women's health today. We are your source for medically accurate, real-world advice and all things related to your health and well-being as a woman. From menses to menopause, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, a fully practicing, board-certified OBGYN physician with close to 20 years experience. I am also the founder of the website that is 100% dedicated to women's health, myobmd.org. At myobmd.org, we write in all aspects related to women's health. Listen to our podcast, visit our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, myobmd.org. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with my OBMD. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith. Today, we're going to be talking about something that some of you may find a little uncomfortable. We're going to be talking about libido, sexual libido for women. What happens when that is simply decreased or possibly even non-existent. Let's talk about that. Welcome back to Straight Talk with My OBMD. Today, we're going to be talking about sexual dysfunction in women and decreased libido. And I have to admit, even discussing this topic on this podcast today, I was a little hesitant in talking about it. And I had to check myself because I'm like, hey, this is something that we do need to discuss and do need to to bring to the forefront of our conversation. So let's get into that and discuss decreased libido and sexual dysfunction in women. What is it? How does it happen? And how is it treated? And I'm your host, by the way, Dr. Dana Smith, founder of myobmd.org, the website dedicated 100% to your health. And on myobmd.org, everything that I'm discussing on in this episode is featured on the website. So please go to the website, read up some more about this topic. Let me know what you think. If there's something that you'd like us to cover that you just don't see covered as yet, please drop me an email, reach out to me on social media, and let me know. And we'll be sure to put that in queue to get it done. We are here for you. So let's talk about decreased libido, okay, and sexual dysfunction in women. So we know that sex is something that we experience in life, in adulthood and maturity, let's say. And as we get older, there's no reason that this activity should stop, okay, Experience in physical pleasures of intercourse is something that is that is a natural part of of what we're meant to experience. And so it's just a part of a healthy existence. Okay. Now mind you, it's not the only part. Of course, there are other things, and some people choose not to engage in that, and that is fine. However, What I don't want is I don't want someone to feel that 
hey, I'm of a certain age, and at this age, I should no longer be partaking in this activity. That's a fallacy of thinking that we should do everything to dispel that myth, okay? So let's talk about what exactly is libido and arousal. Now, maybe libido and arousal can be explained by analogy more so than anything else. Now, if you are a sweet tooth, if you have a sweet tooth and you go into a room and that room is filled with all these delicacies, what does that make you want? That makes you want it because you just love these sweets. Same for salty, right? Whatever it is that you want, whether sweet or salty, So our arousal or libido is the desire we have, the natural desire we have to engage in physical intimacy. And this is something that we should not expect that to wane as we age. Now, let's look at some statistics, okay? We know that the chance of experiencing sexual dysfunction changes over a woman's lifetime. It peaks between ages 45 to 65. So at that age, between 45 and 65, is the age when a woman is more likely to experience sexual dysfunction. Now, if it's so common, why is it so infrequently discussed? The truth of the matter is most people are uncomfortable discussing this topic, including your doctor, possibly even you, and some people may see that diminished desire not as a dysfunction, but as a normal stage of life, and it doesn't have to be. Sometimes a woman may go to the doctor and they're a little hesitant to bring up this topic, right? So some reasons that you may be hesitant to bring up the topic of sexual dysfunction at your doctor's visit is You may just feel uneasy about discussing intercourse with your doctor, or your doctor may feel uneasy about discussing intercourse with you. Some doctors may actually avoid discussing this topic with you because they may not have a lot of experience in treating sexual problems and sexual dysfunctions. Your doctor may also be reluctant to bring up this topic because they have a busy schedule and discussion of libido and sexual dysfunction and intimacy, it does take time. It absolutely does take time. And the, a 15-minute doctor's appointment may not be conducive to the discussion that's needed to cover this topic adequately. Another reason physicians may be reluctant to bring up this topic with you is that some doctors may simply underestimate how common this problem is. And so they just don't feel it's worthwhile bringing up because they may incorrectly believe that, hey, everyone's fine. If they're not fine, they're going to, they're, the patient will be the one to let me know as opposed to me probing and asking these personal, uncomfortable questions. So it's not something that flows naturally 
during your doctor's appointment by any means. It does not. But despite the reluctance and the clear barriers to discussion of this issue, it still is a part, an important part of your wellness journey. And it is something that should be discussed and should be managed and should be addressed. So let's look at some ways that you can broach this topic with your doctor. So for instance, you go to see your doctor, you're having a discussion. One of the things that you can say, hey, I'm having some concerns about my sex life. Just throw that out there. I'm having some concerns about my sex life. Another way to broach that topic is you can say, hey, I just do not enjoy sex like I used to. Do you have any advice? So there are several, there are several ways that you can segue the conversation towards this topic in a more natural way, using some of these phrases that we've discussed. You can also say, I'm just not interested in sex anymore, and I'm not sure what to do about that, or I'm not satisfied with how often I have sex. What can I do? So let's look at some of the reasons for a drop in libido. Why is it that you see the sweet, but you're no longer have the desire for it. One is that you could have some emotional issues that are just weighing heavily on your thought right now, such that the desire for physical intimacy is just not given a priority. So if you have uh, relationship problems, stress, any negative views towards sex, all of those will affect our libido and our desire for intimacy. A second barrier or a second reason for decreased libido are psychological issues. So if you are suffering from anxiety, depression, or a poor body image, those also can play a role in driving the libido down. And again, you're just not relaxed in your mind to have that appreciation for intimacy because you're now consumed with anxiety or you're now consumed with depression or poor body image. And so those issues would need to be dealt with before you can reignite that passion. The third reason are physical illnesses. So physical illnesses are another source of stress for us and they can not just cause the psychological stress, but they can cause physical changes within our body that will affect our libido. So for instance, some neurological diseases uh, can affect how we uh, our desire. Also uh, premature ovarian failure or early menopause that can affect your desire for intimacy. And organic illnesses such as diabetes and high blood pressure, those can all play a role in our libido. Some biological factors that may be at play here include, you guessed it, fatigue. You are just too tired. So if you are truly tired and just exhausted, your body needs sleep. Your body will demand sleep and not much of anything else. And so 
making sure that you have you are well rested is a part of uh, correcting our uh, libido. Other biological factors includes pregnancy. You just may be physically uncomfortable. Also breastfeeding and being in menopause can all affect our libido. There are medications that can also affect us in this regard, such as medicines that we use for depression and asthma and high blood pressure and insomnia, just to name a few. Hormones are also a common culprit. And use of hormones can sometimes, depending on what's being used, can sometimes help with libido, but also can hurt your libido as well. And the final medical issue that may stand in the way of your libido is any overuse of alcohol and any abuse of drugs. Those all can and will likely impact your libido. So... In order to be diagnosed, it's called a hypoactive sexual desire or decreased libido. The diagnostic criteria needed is that you would have at least three symptoms of decreased libido. The symptoms would have lasted for at least six months and you would be experiencing emotional distress that's caused by these symptoms. Some of the symptoms of decreased libido includes a decrease in interest in sexual activity, or a decrease in sexual thoughts or fantasies. You may no longer initiate intimacy with your partner. You may have noticed a diminished desire or excitement surrounding intimacy. And the cues, the sexual cues that would have gotten you excited in the past are no longer working. So those are a few of the symptoms of decreased libido. And if you have at least three of those for, for six months and they're causing emotional distress, that is really all the criteria you need for a diagnosis of hypoactive sexual disorder or more commonly called diminished libido. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that having a lowered libido does not mean that you no longer think about sex. You may very well consider sex, but you may consider it in a way as to how to avoid it rather than engage in it. Or you may consider it as a chore, something that you should do to satisfy your partner and not something that you should do to satisfy you. All of this affects our desire for intimacy. Now let's look at the cycle, the cycle that goes on in creating a healthy sexual function, right? First, you have a thought or a desire. Then there is an arousal that may then be followed by some type of initiation. Then there is a pleasure experience followed by a satisfaction. Any interruption in any of that cycle would create the decreased libido. Now, if that is the case, what should be done? If you find that it, your decreased desire are due to any of the organic illnesses that we've mentioned, then the treatment would be to address those conditions. So if you're tired, get some rest, 
take a break, get some alone time with your partner. If you are anxious or depressed, then those would need to be treated as means of just getting to that point where now you can now consider your intimacy is now given some type of priority. If all of those have been addressed and the diminished libido persists, you may very well benefit from uh, counseling or therapy. And this can be in the form of several types of therapy. There are sex therapy that may be offered. There's couples therapy, marriage counseling. There's also mindful-based therapy. And what mindful-based therapy does is it helps you to focus on the present. So it help my, when you're mindful, your focus is on the now. When we're anxious, our focus tends to be on the past, what we could have, should have, would have done, or the future, what may or may not happen. When our minds are ruminating in the past or fast-forwarding to the future, those tend to create anxiety. And so when we have a mindful therapy session, it's a session where you are doing exercises to help you, your mind's focus back to the present. And by doing so, this may help you to appreciate and re-engage in intimacy. Now, other treatment options, we discussed a little bit before hormones. Hormones are a double-edged sword, right? Because hormones can cause decreased libido, but it can also be used to treat decreased libido. And for us as women, naturally occurring as we age are decrease in estrogen. Our ovaries fail to make as much estrogen as we did before. That is a normal part of aging, this decreased estrogen leads to physical changes within our pelvis that may make intercourse uncomfortable. It also may drive the desire for intercourse down. And so in order to combat this, you would need to speak with your doctor to see if hormone replacement is appropriate for you, or you could also try gels, creams, that may help to reduce the discomfort of intimacy. Now, one hormone that has been looked at is testosterone. Testosterone is the male hormone, but while it's the male hormone, it's also produced in women, but in minute quantities, minute, very, very small quantities. And as we get older, our testosterone levels decline, okay? So there are some that treats that there are some physicians that may treat the decreased libido with testosterone or administration of other hormone. Just be sure that you're well aware of the risks because the amount that's typically given to you is above the levels that your your body would normally produce and so there are risk of having a higher than normal levels of these hormones in our bodies. But that is also a treatment option with hormone replacement with estrogen or testosterone. You need to be aware of the potential side effects of testosterone including unwanted hair growth, 
at me, enlargement of the clitoris, and possibly a voice, a deepening of your voice. And in some ladies, these side effects may be irreversible. They may not be reversible. So they can be harmful. So it's something that you absolutely would need to be aware of before going down that road. Now, medication. There are medications that can be used to treat decreased libido. You know, these medicines, they can be quite expensive, some of them. And and for some, the side effect profile is worrisome. So you have medicines such as Adi, Viagra, and Wellbutrin. Adi is quite costly and your insurance may or may not pay for this and the use of alcohol while taking this medication may will make this make the side effects worse there is also viagra viagra which is more commonly used in men can sometimes be considered as a treatment option in women now the studies regarding viagra when used in ladies for decreased libidos have not been consistent. At this time, it has not been approved for use in women. Now, some physicians may decide to do what's called an off-label use of the drug, meaning use it in a way that it's not intended to be used. But it's not been confirmed that the use of Viagra will improve the libido when used in women. We see that women who are treated with Wellbutrin along with their antidepressants had more desire, arousal, lubrication, orgasms, and satisfaction compared to women who were only taking their antidepressant. Now, let's move on to devices. There are certain devices that may be used to help with arousal, and these are devices that focus on clitoral stimulation. The use of these devices does improve blood flow to the clitoris. However, there have been no well-controlled studies that look at how effective the device is, but because it's a device with little or no side effect, most ladies are open to giving them a try. So I hope you've uh, found this talk of decreased libido in women beneficial. I hope you you feel empowered to discuss this topic with your doctor and know that this is something that, that can and should be addressed and can and should be corrected. There are different approaches to take regarding the treatment of decreased libido in women some of which involve medicines, some of which involve devices, and some of which involves counseling or therapy. In speaking with your doctor, I'm sure you'll be able to find the one that best works for you. You can find more about this topic on the myobmd.org website. I'm Dr. Dana Smith, and I thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. To learn more about this topic, visit our website at myobmd.org. 
Subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I can't wait to spend more time with you on our next episode of Straight Talk with my OBMD.